know that they're allowing takeaway to to go. You can get drinks to go from the bars and in New York. So we're gonna make our way quickly to the tavern. In our case, we're going to the poetry of Darshan Singh. This is, we come to poem uh, 52. Uh, what's 52? 52 is the same as 53. That's a strange mathematics. Poem 52 in Love's Last Madness is 53 in Mamata Inoue. The poem says, Whose threshold is this where my head irresistibly bows? My, oh, my proud heart, now your conceit is undone. While youth yet blooms, the heart's desire comes to dust. Alas, for the candles snuffed out with night just descending. A drink from your eyes and fully quenched is my thirst. How can thirst be appeased with wine from a cup? Hmm. Who knows, a O life of spring, why one glimpse of you and the closed bud of my heart has suddenly bloomed. O Saki, just look at my eyes flowing with tears. This too is a way my eyes, this is a way my eyes drink in your tavern. Why take offense, my love, when I voice a just complaint? What needs to be said must not remain unsaid. Hmm. As a bud burst in bloom, the garden echoes with warning. See how life is drawing closer to death. Hmm. Hmm. The arias of the intellect are unbearable noise. Uh-huh. Oh, a din that drowns out the human voice. Make your way quickly to the tavern, O Darshan. Your share will go into the cups of your rivals. Mm -hmm. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine verses. Whose poetry is that that which we keep reading? <laughs> We're reading the uh, the Urdu poetry of Darshan Singh in Mata Inura, translated into English in Love's Last Madness. <laughs> now, hmm, 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 we have to read it again. What happened? Well, whose threshold is this where your my head irresistibly bows? 
Oh, my proud heart, now your conceit is undone. Hmm. Hmm. What's conceit? What's conceit? My proud heart. I don't understand it. That's why I've achieved a non-understanding. <laughs> Alexa, what is the definition of the word conceit? As a noun, conceit is usually defined as an excessively favorable opinion of one's own ability, importance, wit, etc. As a verb, conceit is usually defined as to flatter, especially oneself. For more, ask me to give you more definitions for conceit. One way we can undo our conceit is to bow our heads at the poetry of Darshan Singh and read it every morning. Huh? Whose poetry, whose threshold is this where my head irresistibly bows? Uh -huh. Oh, my proud heart, now your conceit is undone. Huh. Are we trying to undo our conceit? What? Your proud heart. Don't we undo our pride? Are we trying to get rid of conceit? <laughs> Is it undone? Will it be undone? If we do we read the poetry or we meditate or what are we gonna do? Hmm? Keep reading. Keep reading. We're reading the poetry so that we can get rid of our conceit. While youth yet blooms. Shall we do it while we're still young or wait till we're old? While youth yet blooms the heart's desire comes to dust. Hmm. What's that mean? We're getting older? While youth yet blooms, the heart's desire comes to dust. Alas, for the candles snuffed out with night just descending. How is night just descending? Alas, for the candles snuffed out with night just descending. What's that? <laughs> So there could be no light. <laughs> my youth yet blooms. So let's assume my youth is still blooming and the heart's desire comes to dust. Mm. I don't know what it means. Read it again. Read it again. Well, youth yet blooms. The heart's desire comes to dust. Yet, alas, for the candle snuffed out with night just descending. Hmm. So, so the, while you're young, somehow ignorant and ignorant. Uh, Are you saying? The light of the mind. Uh, and the, and the ignorance is worse because it's light and uh, there's no light in the candle. Is it like the splendor in the grass thing? Like uh, you're disillusioned with light, youth. <laughs> A drink from your eyes and fully quenched is my thirst. All right, so what's the problem there? You can get a drink, and we could be fully quenched. Is my is my thirst? Remember saying all the bars are open for. Uh, Take away drinks in New York. Huh. 
A drink from your eyes. They should have takeaway darshan. We could take away darshan. A drink from your eyes is fully quenched, is my thirst. Okay, we could understand that. How can thirst be appeased with wine from a cup? But how can you appease it? Well, I don't understand that now. No, when you're young, you're looking for wine from everywhere. Oh, well, you just said you can get a drink from your eyes and be fully quenched, and then... Yeah. And then I get your thirst. But wine from a cup is supposed supposedly spiritual wine. wine. So why can't you be appeased? Oh, maybe it's just not appeased. Not the same as the wine from Well, actually, I suppose when you get a drink. From the eyes, it's not technically appeased. But the thirst is increased. That's uh, a problem. Uh, um, don't know where, where I have that quotation. My. Uh, oh, I was gonna go off on a tangent. Yeah. I was reading. Uh, he's saying that the the thirst, your thirst is increased. Though you could drink, drank uh, fourteen oceans, but my thirst increased. Uh -huh. So. I drink from your eyes and fully quenched is my thirst. How can thirst be appeased with wine from a cup? But. Uh, I can't look up the poem. I could look it up. I'll look it up later. Who knows? Oh, life of spring. Now, it's the life of spring. Why one glimpse of you? And the closed bud of my heart has suddenly bloomed. Who knows? Why one glimpse? Well, do we know why one glimpse? Why is he asking why? He's supposed to know. <laughs> Who knows, oh, life of spring, why? One glimpse at you and the close bud of my heart has suddenly bloomed. It bloomed. What? Oh, who knows, oh, life of spring, why? One glimpse of you and the close bud of my heart has suddenly bloomed. And what bloomed? What? And then? And the closed bud of my heart has oh, suddenly back. bloomed. Yeah, that's how he feels. Did you figure out why that is? He said why. Because he's in love with his master. Why did it bloom? He wonders himself. Why do they have such an arrangement where you bloom after you get a glimpse? Why questions? People should ask why. I know my original soul that was created at the time of uh, the Big Bang may know, but what do I know? <laughs> Osaki, just look at my eyes following with tears. <laughs> this too is a way my eyes drink in your tavern. Now he's saying, 
It's another way to drink. Osaki, just look at my eyes flowing with tears. This too is a way my eyes drink in your tavern. So if we have eyes flowing with tears, it's like going for a drink. We can go to the tavern by way of tears. That's another way. And this is a way to drink. <laughs> so, Osaki, just look at my eyes flowing with tears. This too is a way my eyes drink in your tavern. So, that's like take away uh, drinking from the tavern. Take away. We can have a drink in the tavern. We don't even have to buy non-alcoholic beer. We could drink in this way. Mm -hmm. Right? But there's another way as to getting to drink from his eyes. That was one way. And the other way is from flowing with tears. Why take offense, my love, when I voice a just complaint? Hmm. Who's taking offense? Do you make just complaints? Do I take offense when you voice just complaints? Have you made just complaints? Have you made just complaints about me and do I take offense? <laughs> Why take offense, my love, when I voice a just complaint? Who needs to be said? What needs to be said must not remain unsaid. What if there's something that needs to be said, must it not remain unsaid? What's that mean? Why can't it be remain unsaid? Why take offense, Miller, when I voice a just complaint? What needs to be said, must not remain unsaid. Hmm. Maybe th some things, are, if they're a just complaint, should remain, not remain unsaid. Oh, I have a just complaint to make. <laughs> I have a just complaint to make to you, and it should not remain unsaid. <laughs> so why do you take offense, my love, when I make a just complaint? What needs to be said must not remain unsaid. So I have to make a complaint. <laughs> do you want to hear my complaint? <laughs> <laughs> it can't remain unsaid. As a bud burst in bloom, the garden echoes with warning. See how life is drawing closer to death. As a bud burst in bloom, that's like a bud burst in bloom. The garden echoes with warning. So at the moment a flower is blooming, dear. You see how life is drawing closer to death. So, embedded in that thing is, it's commentary says. Here's what it says, which we accept the commentary as good quality analysis. Verse 7, reaching its prime, the flower itself gives warning of what inevitably follows decay and death. Do you accept that, that within 
within uh, nature is decay and death. The great in life as well. Does the, doesn't the rose, like the moment they're blooming, I mean, you look at roses in East Elmhurst. Do they bloom and then just die? <laughs> they remain forever. The great Persian poet Sheikh Sadi echoes a similar sentiment. Gol Barazad Bevak Isarabi. He says, petals scatter when they reach their bloom. <laughs> That's quite simple. Petals scatter when they reach their bloom. Do we scatter when we reach our bloom? Or does buds burst and then scatter? In Persian. By the, you know, you've heard of Saadi. You have a book by him. Do you not have the garden? The great Persian poet Sheikh Saadi says, petals scatter when they reach their bloom. Do you know that the Bustan is considered one of the hundred greatest books of all time, according to the Guardian? Do you consider it one of the hundred greatest books of all time? Sadi. I didn't know Sadi had such a wild, interesting life. His biography must be something. I thought, I didn't know that about him. His, his, his adventures seem quite extensive. I didn't know. I knew about his poetry and all that. That was a great poet. But it says here, Sadi, born 1210, died 1292 or so, pen name Sadi of the medieval period. He recognized for quality of his writing for the depth of his social and moral thoughts. Sadi is widely recognized as one of the greatest poets of literary, classical literary tradition, earning him the nickname Master of Speech. Uh -huh or simply master among Persian scholars. He's been quoted in Western traditions as well. Bustan is considered one of the hundred greatest books of all time, according to The Guardian. <laughs> and then it says, like, uh, well, his life story is quite extensive, huh? For instance, do you know that he's fought the Crusaders, but he's captive, and he's a captive of Crusaders? He's a prisoner of the Christians, and then he's bought out, and it, they buy him out, and then, and then he travels all over the place to Egypt, and I think he travels to India, and uh, this guy has been around its adventures. I suppose his all his experiences uh, helps write him all this poetry. <laughs> his poem says uh, 
The children of Adam are the members of each other. They are in their creation from the same essence. When a day and age hurt one of their members, other members will be left with no serenity. Uh -huh. If you are unsympathetic to the misery of others, it is not right that they should call you a human being. Should we be sympathetic to others? He says, well known for his aphorisms, the famous, famous of which is Bani Adam, is part of the Gilistan. In a delicate way, it calls for breaking down all barriers between human beings. The original Persian, Bani Adam. The children of Adam are the members of each other who are in their creation from the same essence. When day and age hurt one of these members, other members will be left with no serenity. If you are unsympathetic to the misery of others, it is not right that you should be should call that they should call you a human being. <laughs> if we are unsympathetic to the suffering of others, we cannot be a human being anymore. <laughs> Adam's sons are body limbs to say, for they created of the same clay. Should one organ be troubled by pain, others will suffer severe strain. Though careless of people suffering, deserve not the name human being. That's I guess that's a different translation. Wow, what's all these translations? Huh. Well, they all translate differently, I guess. Mm -hmm. Can't you just read it in Persian? Oh, uh, well, no. Hegel. Hegel writes, Pantheistic poetry has had, it must be said, a higher and freer development in the Islamic world, especially among the Persians. The full flowering of Persian poetry comes at the height of its complete transformation in speech and national character through Mohammedanism in later times. Poetry of this order, Feridosi's epic poetry, had a... Sequel in love epics of extraordinary tenderness and sweetness, but there, but there followed also a turn towards the didactic, which, where with a rich experience of life, the far-traveled Sadi was master before it submerged itself in the depths of the pantheistic mysticism taught and recommended in the extraordinary tales and the legendary narrations of the great Jalaluddin Rumi. Alexander Pushkin, one of Russia's most celebrated poets, quotes Sadi in his work Eugene or Ornigan as poet. Sadi sang in earlier ages, some as far distant, some as dead. Gilistan was an influence on the fables of Jean de la Fontaine. Abra Benjamin Franklin, in one of his works, The Parable of Persecution, quotes one of Bustan of Sadi's parables, apparently without knowing the source. Ralph Waldo Emerson was also interested in Sadi's writing, contributing to some translated editions himself. Emerson, who read Sadi only in translation, compared his writing to the Bible in terms of its wisdom and the beauty of its narrative. Voltaire was very thrilled with his works, especially Gulistan, when he enjoyed being called Sadi in his friend's circle. Mm. Voltaire? Voltaire. Mm. U.S. President Barack Obama quoted the first two lines of this poem in his New Year's greeting to the people of Iran on March 20, 2009. 
quote, but let us remember the words that were written by the poet Sadi so many years ago, quote, the children of Adam are limbs to each other, having been created of one essence. So it's quoted by Barack Obama. <laughs> oh, he's quite famous, I guess. Yeah, well, he's obviously famous. Uh-huh. We, we're naturally looking at other Persian poets and Urdu poets influencing in the in the uh, influence upon the writings of Darshan Singh. Because mm. we have to do a complete full subset of all subsets of uh, Persian and Urdu poetry in a quantitative linguistic analysis. So. Should I like to do all that work? I don't see how I can do it. <laughs> uh, oh, that's why they have uh, Google AI, so we can check every single word. Mm -hmm. Well, we continue here. Where were we? Hmm. Oh, we had said... We had said, as a bud burst in bloom, the garden echoes with warning. See how life is drawing closer to death. Uh, which is, uh, we had quoted Sadi saying, petals scatter when they reach their balloon. Which is from the Bustan. Then it says, the arias of the intellect are unbearable noise. I could agree with that. I'm so tired of all the, the news. The news reports of coronavirus are unbearable noise. Mm -hmm. The news stories on the TV are unbearable noise. A din that drowns out the human voice. He's saying we should shut off the TV and read poetry. The arias of the intellect are unbearable noise. A din that drowns out the human voice. Make your way quickly to the tavern. <laughs> Should we go very straight to Northern Boulevard and get a drink? Uh -huh. As long as it's not alcoholic. Make your way quickly to the tavern of Darshan. Your share will go into the cups of your rivals. It's like saying, read quickly the poetry of Darshan before someone else does. Make your way quickly to the tavern of Darshan. Your share will go into the cups of your rivals. What's he saying about that? What's he mean by that? Why, when he has this universal love thing, when everybody's uh, caring about each other, why are they rushing to get a cup before the rivals are? Can you explain that? Make your way quickly. Like you go into a party, if you don't go, what is there? Everybody else will. Uh, your share will go quickly party. into the cups of your rivals. Is that so, why you eat so the? Likewise, he parallels it with that. Yeah. So you have to go and search for what there is there. Otherwise. Well, he used to say to to make to speed up your um, uh, life is short, and you should speed up your practice uh, naturally so 
So he's saying, make your way quickly to the tavern. It's about the wine in the tavern, in the tavern. So if you don't go, the others will drink it. But I thought it's unlimited. How could their share go into the cups here? What are the rivals? Who are rivals? Are the disciples to take it all? So I should push them aside and take all the wine? What's it say? It says, The verse exhorts seekers after truth to remain ever vigilant and not to give in to spiritual lethargy. At least the moment of grace arrive and find you them absent. What if you forgot to meditate and the moment of grace arrived and you weren't meditating? What What is these moments of grace? And how often do they come? And what's the frequency level? Is it once a week, once a day, once in the morning, or only once in a week uh, when you start out, or once every once a month, or once every morning, or five times a day, or when are the moments of grace? <laughs> it seems you have to just be vigilant all the time because you just don't know. Why doesn't he send a report out like when the grace is coming? <sighs> hmm. You expect what? What time does the grace come? Huh? Well, they do say that there is grace, ex like in the Amrit Vela, like in the morning, before sunrise. So, the moment of grace—that's <laughs> predictable, kind of. What about sunset, or? Every moment can be a moment of grace. Can you meditate at around sunset? <laughs> so every morning and every sunset and every sunrise and every sunset and you said any moment. Could be afternoon or could be satsang or could be any time. I said make your way quickly to the tavern. Your share will go into the cups of your rivals. But why rivals? I still don't get it. We're reading this because I don't understand it. <laughs> I have to read it again now. Do you want to hear more about the life? You want to hear more about the life of Sadi? You want me to? You want to? You want to read the life of Sadi? No. No. Oh. <laughs> I can read from Wikipedia. Everything I know comes from Wikipedia. I don't know anything else. My brain is just an extension of Wikipedia. I, the arias of the intellect are unbearable noise, so I read them in Wikipedia. The din din that drowns out the human voice. Do you think that Wikipedia is the arias of the intellect? Let me read the poem again. Poem 52 of Love's Last Madness, revised edition, of which is poem 53 of Mata Inur. Whose threshold is this where my head irresistibly bows? Oh, my proud heart, now your conceit is undone. While youth yet blooms, the heart's desire comes to dust. 
Alas, for the candle snuffed out with night just descending. What the heck is night just descending? Is that night starting? Mm -hmm. So the candle snuffed out and it's just become night? How is night descending? All right, I don't understand it. A drink from your eyes and fully quenched is my thirst. Uh, how can thirst be appeased with wine from a cup? I still don't understand why he's asking this question. He's supposed to know the answer. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, life of spring! Why? One glimpse of you, and the closed bud of my heart has suddenly bloomed. That's kind of understandable. Osaki, just look at my eyes flowing with tears. This, too, is a way my eyes drink in your tavern. Hmm. Hmm. Why take offense, my love, when I voice a just complaint? What needs to be said must not remain unsaid. I still don't know what that means. He just voiced his complaint. He wants a glance. So it needs to be said to be. That I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a lot of just complaints and say them. He shouldn't take offense. Oh. I don't want him to take offense. I'm going to make a just... But he said not to complain otherwise. That's why I don't understand. You're not supposed to be complaining. <laughs> and then he says you could should complain. Uh, and he shouldn't be offended. Though he's not going to be offended when you complain. But most other people are offended when you complain. Uh. That's why I don't seem to understand anything. As a boom, yes. bud. What? As a bud burst in bloom, the garden echoes with warning. See how life is drawing closer to death. Uh, every time we look at those roses, we're going to have come the next day and they'll be all petals all scattered around. The Sadi says, uh, petals scatter when they reach their bloom. The arias of the intellect are unbearable noise. Okay. A din that drowns out the human voice. Do you think that that happens when you think too much and your intellect use the intellect too much that it drowns out your actual voice, your creative energies and your your creativity? The arias of the intellect are unbearable noise, a din that drowns out the human voice. Alexa, what's the definition of the word din? As a noun. Den is usually defined as the lair or shelter of a wild animal, especially a predatory mammal. As a verb, den is usually defined as 
to drive or pursue an animal into its den. For more, I think so ask den, me to give you more so. definitions for den. D-I-N. Well, so what's the definition of the word D-I-N? As a noun, din is usually defined as a loud, confused noise, a continued loud or tumultuous sound, noisy clamor. As a verb, din is usually defined as to assail with din. For more, ask me to give you more definitions for din. Well, he's saying that areas of the intellect are an unbearable noise, and it's all, then it's a noise that drowns out the human voice. So, the intellect drowns out the human voice. So, if we're too intellectual, we don't have any voice. It drowns out. It drowns out what he says. So if we have too much intellectual thinking, we won't understand Darshan's poetry. <laughs> Make your way quickly to the tavern, oh Darshan, I say. What kind of advice is that? Make your way quickly to the tavern. Your share will go into the cups of your rivals. Oh, right. <laughs> Well, they could run out of beer at the tavern, and we should get there and drink it before somebody else does. You know, they worry about shortages, right? People worry about short running out of food. They could run out of alcohol. Your share will go into the cups of your rivals. Make your way quickly to the tavern. So we should very quickly go into meditation. We could be quick about it, about sitting in meditation. Is that where you like sit quickly? Look for a master quickly. Look for a master quickly. That's true. If you don't have one, you should look quickly and get one and then drink up all the Drink up all the, all the darshan, and get all the drink from the eyes. But then if you can have flowing tears, which is another way of drinking in the tavern. Huh? All right, I think we covered it. Hmm. Let's see here. Wish we had more poetry of. I guess we read enough of uh, Sadi. You could always look up his books. Hmm. That's about enough. We have to, assignment is to read the incomplete works of Sadi. Read Bustan and the Gulistan. The guard, the secret of the garden. The gardens. What's it called in your case? Huh? It has a lot of English names. Huh? The Bustan and the. Dillistan. Huh? Hmm. That's what we recommend, that you go quickly to the tavern of Sadi and read his books. Mm-hmm.